Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome back to another episode of the Believe in Minnesota Football podcast hosted by me, Tony Liebert. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Tony Liebert and TikTok and Instagram at Tony underscore Liebert. That is Tony, L-I-E-B-E-R-T. For this week's episode, we are going to rank every Gophers position group heading into the 2023 season. We'll talk about the most important players at each position. And then we'll end the show with a great interview with 2024 Gophers cornerback commitment from Texas, Mike Gerald. So I guess we'll just hop right into it. What I believe to be pretty clearly the Gophers' best position group this year is their tight end position. Um, I think the argument all year, really if there is an argument, I don't think there really should be because it's a dumb thing to argue will be about whether Brevin Spanford or Tyler Newbin is the best player on this football team. But as for the position group, with Brevin at number one spot at the tight end position, maybe one of the best tight ends in college football, I think the position group as a whole is the best on the Gophers team because he is in NFL talent at the number one spot. He's shown the ability to be able to catch the ball and block at a high level. Everything you want in a college football tight end. And then behind him, Jamison Gears and Nick Callerup are more than capable Big Ten tight ends. Um, Callerup's more of a blocking guy. Jamison Gears, I think, has one or two catches in his career, but um, the tight end position as a whole has done very good for the Gophers since P.J. Fleck has taken over. And this year will be no different. Behind Span Ford, those two guys can fill right in if, God forbid, he uh, Brevin would ever go down with an injury. Um, it, they're obviously not going to play at the same level, but they are Big Ten capable tight ends. And having those three guys that you can just plug in there, have a good rotation. Um, not many teams have that, so those three guys for sure make make it what I think is the best position group on the team. And yeah, behind them you have some youth with Nathan Jones, Wyatt Schroeder, Frank Bierman. And then Pierce Walsh, Sam Peters, and Jack Desano entering their true freshman seasons. But I think it's a really good position group overall. Number two, um, staying at the pass catchers. Um, I kind of went back and forth what I thought here. But, I mean, depth top to bottom, I think the wide receivers are the number two position group on this team. Got Chris Altman-Bella top. Um, obviously... Quite the experience entering a seventh season of college football. Um, struggled with injuries, but he's we all know he's a good, if not very good, college football wide receiver. And then behind him, you have Daniel Jackson, who last season showed he can be a number one receiver on a Big Ten winning football team at the end of the year. And then you got Elijah Spencer, transfer from Charlotte, who looks like he was built in a lab. And I think will fill in the Dalen Wright role very well. It has the potential to be even better. Um, and then you got Lamecki Brockington. The end of the year showed he can be an uh, an elite option from within the slot in that Wisconsin game. Plenty of potential. Um, and then you got Corey Crooms, transfer from Western Michigan, battling him in the slot for uh, routes and catches all year. I think both of them, those top four are all going to get a lot of run and a lot of targets. And I don't think there are many teams in the country that can 
uh, maybe the country in the Big Ten that can't uh, match up with those four. And I think Gophers fans are going to be pleasantly surprised. And then even behind all of those four, you have Kristen Hoskins, who could be a gadget player, had a few touches last year as a true freshman, entering his redshirt freshman season now. Um, him and Quinton Redding have the chance to return kicks and punts and be gadget players on offense, uh, really making it just a very intriguing position group. And I, I'm pretty confident in saying that's the second best group on this roster. Um, at number three, moving to the defensive side of the ball. Um, I think given the top of this position um, certainly helps it a lot. Tyler Newbin. Uh, one of the best players on this team, one of the best players in the Big Ten. Surprisingly, for went to the um, NFL draft and decided to come back for his final season of college football as he now tries to become a first-round pick rather than maybe a top 100 pick last year. But uh, I think everyone, any Gophers fan listening to this knows how special a talent he is. And he will carry that position group. And behind him, we have Darius Green, who made his first start in the Gophers Bowl game last year against Syracuse, and he looked very good um, for a guy making his first start against a Power 5 opponent. Uh, he'll probably be the number two option to start the year. And then with the Gophers' defensive backs, they like using that uh, fifth defensive back. If he's a nickel corner, a extra linebacker, an extra safety, I think that position group will kind of rotate between uh, Southeast Louisiana transfer Jack Henderson, Auburn transfer Craig McDonald, and a wild card, I think, that might get a little run in that spot is Miami of Ohio transfer Rowan Zolman, who got recruited as a linebacker in the portal, um, but he got recruited as a safety to Miami of Ohio. So he's kind of that versatile piece, but I think that trio of three players is going to be a big wild card on this Gophers defense. Um, Henderson, I think, is one of the more important players on this roster as the Gophers lost Michael Dixon to the transfer portal. They're kind of looking for that versatile guy again, and Henderson looked really good in the spring. Um, he has the potential to be that. Even though he's coming from the FCS level, he's a very talented player. And Craig McDonald, coming from Auburn, former Minnehaha High School standout, right behind him, very important player on this defense. Those two guys can be what takes this defense from good to great and kind of gets it right back to that level it's been the past few seasons. And that can take this position group from good to great. And then uh, behind him, you have Coleman Bryson, who was the defensive MVP as a true freshman in the uh, pinstripe bowl. Uh, due to the amount of veteran talent above him, I don't know if he will get substantial amount of play, but he's I think he's just too good of a player to keep off the field. And I think P.J. Flex shown to get those guys snaps. It might not be a massive amount of snaps, but he'll, he'll have a role on this team. and. I mean, that group right there, I, that's why I, th I find them third best on the team. Very talented team. Uh, safety position is something that Joe Rossi and Fleck has shown to do a very good job at developing with 
Antoine Winfield in the NFL, with Jordan Howden in the NFL, kind of a staple of a Joe Rossi defense, and I think this year is going to be no different. Um, at the fourth best position group, staying on the defensive side of the ball, um, maybe the most important position group for this team next season to have success is the edge rusher position. Um, I think their top five at that position is just about as good as it's been in recent memory. Um, with Jalen Logan Redden, Jaw Joyner, and Danny Strigo at the top, those three players have shown flashes to be above average uh, defensive ends in the Big Ten. They've shown flashes to be very good defensive ends in the Big Ten. Uh, it's just all about the consistency. Jaw Joyner might have the highest ceiling out, out of those three, while uh, Jalen Logan Redding and Strigo have probably shown the more consistency. Um, but all three of them have a great potential, and I think they are going to be a big reason why this team is successful or a big reason why this team doesn't reach their full potential. Um, if they're able to get, excuse me, if they're able to get uh, pressure on the quarterback, that'll take so much pressure off the cornerback position, off the safety position, off the linebacker position, other groups that might be a little bit bigger of a question mark. And if they're able to do that, this will be why the defense stays at that elite elite level. And behind those top three, you have Chris Collins transfer from North Carolina. He was out all of the spring with an injury. He could uh, be a productive player on this team. His veteran leadership will mean a lot. Uh, but... I'll be honest, there's a chance he was like uh, Vanderbilt transfer Lorenzo Sergers last year, who transferred within the Power Five and didn't really have a huge role, but he'll be in the rotation. Um, and then another one of the wild cards on this team is redshirt freshman Anthony Smith, the former four-star prospect, is just an uberly talented player. And it might not be right away, but he's just too good to keep off the football field. And by the end of the season, I have a feeling that he's going to be in this rotation. Uh, he looks the part. He plays the part. He's just young at this point. And I think it's a matter of time before he's making noise. And for that reason, those uh, top five options make that rusher position very fascinating heading into this year. So flipping back to the offense side of the ball, the next group I want to talk about is the running back position. Ahmed Ibrahim is now in the NFL with the Detroit Lions, and the Gophers have a massive hole to replace at the position. They went into the transfer portal and added Western Michigan transfer Sean Tyler, who is a drastically different player than Muhammad Ibrahim. Uh, Tyler will never be a bell cow guy. Um, a smaller, shiftier type player. Uh, Mo is obviously not a big guy, but he's stocky and he's built with three trunks for legs and he can um carry any load you throw at him uh that's not tyler's game he's more of a shifty outside guy who can uh catch passes out of the backfield who's more of an outside runner than a between the tackles guy but he certainly has the capability to uh bang in the middle uh, get those hard-earned hard yards. 
So he will be the number one guy, certainly at the start of the year. And I have a feeling for the majority of the year. Um, But he's a very interesting playmaker that I'm curious how the Gophers use. Because if they use him to the full ability and then they use these other guys behind him, the running back position has a chance to not take a big step backward. It might, it's just not going to be one guy. It could be a committee. And I think it will be a committee for most of the year. Behind him, you have Bryce Williams, who's entering his final season college football. Um, Kind of just the classic um, veteran, hard-nosed running back in college football. Never going to be like a 15-20 carry, carry a game guy. You can throw him in, get get your three, four carries, five, seven. If there's an injury, maybe a little more. But he's never going to make a mistake. And for that reason, he's going to have a role on this team. And then behind him, you have the two players that a lot of Gophers fans are talking about. Redshirt freshman Zach Evans from Texas, who looked tremendous in the spring. Who I think, sooner rather than later, will be a major player on this team. And then behind him, you have a true freshman, Darius Taylor, who also looked very good in the spring, former four-star recruit, that I, he's just too good to keep off the field. It's tough for any true freshman to earn playing time immediately. But a few years ago, we kind of saw that with Kai Thomas and Bucky Irving, how quickly they can see the field. So barring an injury, um, those four guys, I think, are a good quartet to rely on. Um, like I said, it's really hard to keep at the same level as having a Muhammad Ibrahim, a generational-type player for your program. Um, but they certainly have the talent, and now it's just time to show it. And after that, this is when things, I think, get a little shaky for the Gophers. A lot of these position groups have a lot of question marks. Um, next, though, I w- I'd like to look at the cornerback position, probably. Um, a very interesting position. Gophers lost a lot of production to the portal, the NFL draft. These players just leaving. Um, they lost, obviously, Terrell Smith getting drafted by the Chicago Bears. Um, Ryan Stapp stepping away from football, the former Abilene Christian transfer. Um, Deanie Bishop transferring again to West Virginia. And now the Gophers have a lot to replace. Uh, you have Justin Wally at the top, though, who, in my eyes, is still position for position, one of the best players on this football team. Serious NFL potential. And he'll be a good veteran leader on this position group, and he is what keeps this position group where it is, in my opinion. He's a number one guy. It's just about, is he going to be a shutdown guy now? Is he going to take that next step? We saw as a true freshman how good he can be. And he definitely got better as a true sophomore. But the question was really, how much better? And is he going to take that next big leap to being a shutdown level guy? If he does that, that's kind of the question mark with this position group. Um, And that'll be... Very helpful because it'll take the pressure off everyone else. When you have one guy you can point to, to be like, we know that Wally's going to be good. It just helps everyone out. 
Um, and like I said earlier, if they're able to get pressure on the quarterback, that'll help this position group so much. But behind him, you can have a lot of transfer portal options. Tyler Bride from Georgia Southern, a guy that, I, that I'm relatively high on. Uh, I feel like he's going to be a, a pretty good number two option. Um, he's had experience at the D1 level, at the FBS level, and uh, I think it's going to carry over to the Gophers, and I think he'll be good alongside Wally. And then behind him, you have Elon Transfer, Trayvon Jones, who's another veteran guy who's shown the ability to play at a high level. He can s step in the slot cornerback role. He can play on the outside, and he's a good third option. And then behind him, uh, like I said earlier, you have that slot corner, safety, extra linebacker group with Jack Henderson, Craig McDonald, and Rowan Zolman that will be lining up against other receivers every once in a while. And I think the, all those three players are going to be a big reason why this team is good or why this team is average, like I said earlier. And then by, behind them, you have uh, Tariq Watson and Rylan, Rylan Kelly, who are two young freshmen that might not have a big role this year, but they played well in the spring before they added Bride and Trayvon Jones from the portal. But overall, there's uh, Wally is the star at the top, a few question marks in the middle, but um, the cornerback position will be interesting heading into 2023. Next, I have the Gophers offensive line as a whole. Um, I, I could go tackle guard center, obviously with this position, but, uh, I think this is one of the weaker Gophers offensive lines in a while. I'll be honest with you. Um, they still have the talent, but there's a lot of question marks. Uh, you got Ariante Ursary at left tackle, Tyler Cooper at left guard, Nathan Bowe at center, Quinn Carroll at right guard, and Martez Lewis at right tackle. Um, those were the, the, the group of five that looked to be the starters during the spring that could obviously change as we head into fall camp now, but I think those five will probably be the main contributors this season. And right off the bat, Ursary and Carroll were the only guys who started last season. Carroll was at right tackle. Now he's kind of playing on the inside, which I do think is a good, better move for him. And I think we'll see it. And I think he'll be improved this year. Um, Ursary is a big swing player on this team. Uh, if he takes a step forward and plays at like an NFL caliber offensive lineman, which he has the potential to be, this group will be much improved or not necessarily much improved, but it'll be a lot better than at least I think. And then obviously having to replace John Michael Schmitz in the middle, Nathan Bowe has big shoes to fill, but he played pretty well in the, um, in the bowl game, when JMS was preparing for the draft, uh, there were a few snapping troubles, but it was a tough field, new quarterback, all that stuff. That Not concerning. Um, and then Tyler Cooper and Martez Lewis are question marks. Um, neither one of them have started a game at the college level. And having two guys like that, that's a tough thing to ask heading into the season. And offensive line coach Brian Callahan has shown a tremendous job at developing talent so that's why there's a base that you can expect from this group but there is not that surefire nfl draft pick that there's been like in years past with Lele two years ago and jms last year so um it's going to be an interesting group 
Um, I'll be honest with you. I'm just not that confident heading into the season. Um, and it'll be interesting, but it'll be a big reason why the offense is they'll determine the the offensive ceiling because, like I said, obviously with Mo not returning and he's now off to the NFL, the offensive line is going to play a big role in how the running back position develops. It's going to play a big role on how Ethan Kelly Manis develops. It's going to kind of be the straw that stirs the drink of the offense. And if they are able to play at a above-average level, it's going to make life easier on everyone else. Next, I have the linebacker position, the um, inside linebacker position. Cody Lindenberg, this is now his position. Mariano Sari Marin, longtime starter, now off to the NFL. Braylon Oliver off to Georgia Tech. Donald Willis off to Ohio. Lindenberg's the only guy who really played a major role on this team last year that returns. He's another player that will be very important in determining the ceiling of this team. I think he has the capability to be a high-level linebacker, but now it's just the, the time to show. Last year, he showed flashes. He showed why he's playing, why this team has so much confidence in him. But now it's, it's time to take the next step, and that's going to be what helps this team take the next step. And behind him, they brought in Western Michigan transfer Ryan Selig who is a veteran guy who has a chance to be a more than capable player at that position. But again, he hasn't played a lot alongside Cody Lindbergh. He hasn't played in the Big Ten. A lot of question marks. And then you have Lucas Finnessy, who could be that third linebacker, could even play the second linebacker role. I think the second linebacker role is one of the more interesting positions on this team because it could be a lot of different guys. We mentioned Rowan Zolman a couple times. He has the versatility to play multiple positions, but he could play there too. Uh, Devin Williams, another guy who's been with the team for a while. And uh, Joey Gerlock's a guy who's been getting a fair amount of hype in practice, who's still really young. Um, but he's a guy to look out for. And then you got Derek LeCaptain too, former walk-on. There's a lot of options they could do at that second linebacker role. That's a position that I won't... I would be surprised if it stayed the same the whole season. Um, there might be a lot of guys we see there. And uh, that's one of the positions that I think will be an interesting one to look out for in this season. Uh, kind of wrapping this up now. Uh, next position, I have quarterback. Um, everyone who follows me on Twitter or listens to this knows how high I am on Ethan Kelly McManus. I believe he's going to be... One of the, uh, well, everyone knows he's one of the more talented quarterbacks in the Gophers' history. Um, it's all about showing it now. He showed his flashes in the Wisconsin game. Really, in any game he played, you could see it just instantly why everyone's so high on him. I think it would be unfair to rank the position group as a whole much higher than this, though, because it's obviously still a question mark having a guy who wasn't the unquestioned starter heading into last year, started a few games due to injury, showed his flashes. Now it's all about consistency. Like I said, though, he has all those weapons he can throw to, which is going to help him so much with those wide receivers and tight ends and out of the running back position. But like I said earlier, the offensive line's a question mark. And when you have an inexperienced quarterback with a questionable offensive line, it's going to be tough. Um, 
I think there's been enough Ethan talk that I don't necessarily need to go much deeper. But then, obviously, behind him, you have Cole Kramer, Drew Vioto, and uh, walk-on true freshman, Mac Shikinjanski. That makes an interesting group of four quarterbacks that uh, will be, obviously, one of the more talked-about positions heading into the season. Um, wrapping up now, I... The interior defensive lines position group that I'm a little questionable about. Kyler Baugh last year, Houston Baptist, Houston Christian transfer, showed that he's a Big Ten defensive tackle. And he he's more than capable of holding his own. But I think ideally you'd want him as your second option. Losing Trill Carter to the transfer portal was tough on this group. If he was still there, this group would be much higher. But so you have a number two, you don't really have a number one, and your number two now is Devin Eastern, a guy who hasn't started a game, played less than 100 career snaps, and he's 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 one player you really got to hope takes the step, big step forward this year and could help this defense dramatically if he's able to play at a starting level. Um, and then you have Darnell Jeffries, Clemson transfer, who's always that veteran presence, but if he's starting, that's not a good thing for this team. Um, he's going to be able to give them what they need, and he's some, someone you can always lean back on. But if he's starting, that means Devin Eastern or Logan Richter didn't take the step forward, which I don't think is going to be would be a good thing for this team because they need a higher potential guy. We've already seen Darnell Jeffries' potential, and he's just going to be a sufficient Big Ten defensive tackle. And... That's okay, and he's going to play on this team, but you need one of those guys to step up. You need a Luther McCoy, a Martin Owusu, um, and they have the talent. It's just a lot of question marks in that group. Um, and then wrapping it up, special teams. I don't necessarily think this is the worst position group on the team, but I just thought I'd mentioned with uh, Mark Crawford coming back, a guy we know is a good punter, um, but the kicker position looking to replace Matthew Trickett now. There's Dragon Kessich, who's been the kickoff guy for the longest time. There's Memphis transfer David Kemp. There's former Ball, Ball State transfer Jacob Lewis that I feel like it's going to be a three-way battle, to be honest with you. Kessich will be doing the kickoffs because he's very good at that. But there's no question who's doing the field goals. and Or there is a question who's doing the field goals and extra points now. If I had to guess, I think Kemp and Kessich will be 50-50 right now. Um, it'll be an interesting battle to watch, but overall, the special teams unit will not definitely not a strength on this team, but um, not a weakness either. So, yeah. Um, that is the Gophers positional group breakdown heading into the season. We are inching closer to the start of fall camp. Big Ten media days this weekend. And we're getting even closer to week one. Gophers, Nebraska at Huntington Bank Stadium, August 31st. Can't come soon enough. Um, but we will wrap it up there. As always, I appreciate you guys listening. Row the boat, Sky Uma, and go Gophers. All right, let me now introduce a very special guest. Um, Gophers cornerback commitment from Texas, Mike Gerald. How are we doing today? Good man, everything going good. How about yourself? I'm doing great. Um, so 
Something I always find interesting with uh, recruits and uh, top athletes in high school, um, since you, I guess, got to the point you are now, obviously, with a lot of interest from a lot of different Division One schools, was there a point uh, in middle school or high school or uh, if it was a camp or maybe a game that it kind of, you realized that you had the talent and capability to play at the next level? Or is that something you've always had a self-belief in yourself? Um, definitely. I, I say I always had a self-belief in myself, you know, um, cause I didn't actually get my first offer until around like February. So I just knew, I just knew like after I had a great, uh, junior season and all that, I knew my time was going to come. Yeah. So, uh, I guess, did you play any other sports growing up? Were you always football? Did you play baseball? I played, or anything like uh, that? basketball. I played basketball and I ran track. Okay. Um, so you're obviously a cornerback and, uh, I played, uh, offensive line in high school. And I know when you, you're in high school, you kind of talk with your friends and everything about what's the toughest position to play. And mm -hmm. I, I always think that cornerback might be that because, uh, it, it's obviously it takes a lot of athleticism to be able to guard someone backpedaling mm -hmm. the whole time. So would you kind of agree with that? I guess. Uh, definitely, I would say cornerback or probably cornerback and quarterback. They go to me, they go one way in the hardest positions. Yeah, I definitely agree with that because quarterback obviously it's so mental and you have to keep mm -hmm. track of so many stuff. But corner, I think, like athleticism and skill, it's it's one yep. of the toughest football. Um, so obviously, now you're coming to Minnesota, but uh, Minnesota is known for hockey, it's the state of hockey, but in Texas, you guys are obviously the state of high school football, mm -hmm. and uh, the games are huge, and it's just a different kind of um, lifestyle there when it comes to high school football. So now that you're coming to Minnesota, how would you describe, uh, obviously all you know is playing high school football in Texas, but how would you describe how like important that is to the state and how like meaningful it is to play high school football in the state of Texas? It's definitely a lot different. Like comparing Texas football to other states, it's a complete difference with like the speed of the game, the competition. And like you said, Texas that is known for high school football. So everybody take high school football series down here. Yeah, I, I mean, uh, obviously with all the TV shows and movies, it, it looks mm -hmm. that way, but um, so now I guess in your Minnesota recruitment, obviously you uh Committed now uh, almost two months ago, a few weeks ago. Uh, what, I guess, ultimately drew you to Minnesota to uh, commit to the Gophers compared to any other school? Um, I'd probably say the culture of the program and the relationship that the coaches have with each other and also the relationship that the coaches have built with me as far as going, going on with my recruitment since they had offered me. And uh, they just showed me a lot of love out there. They Treating me like I was family when I came up from visit, and it just—I felt like that was the place that I, I would be at. Yeah. So obviously, when it comes to coaches, uh, PJ Fleck has a very interesting personality compared to a lot of different mm -hmm. coaches. Uh, what were your, I guess your first impressions of meeting him and learning about the culture of Minnesota? Uh, when I first met Coach Fleck. He had a lot of energy. That's one thing I, I can say about Coach Flake. He got a lot of energy, a lot of energy that other coaches don't have. And he has this his set um goals for the team and mentality set for the team and the future of the team. And 
he's doing a real good job with that program. Yeah, so uh, you took your official visit during the uh, Summer Splash event, which is something that uh, has become popular under Fleck with the Gophers. Uh, I guess if you're comfortable sharing, what did your official visit look like that weekend? Because I know uh, there's a lot of different things that take place. Um, and I guess what, like, day-to-day -day was your visit looking like? Uh, so we got out there... Friday. We got up there on a Friday. We uh we got to the hotel. They they picked us up from the airport. We got to the hotel. Um they had the room decorated with stuff for, for the players and all of that. <clears throat> we um we went to I think we went to lunch first. We went to lunch, had a whole bunch of stuff set out for us, cameras everywhere. And then later we went to dinner and we um went to like a, a steakhouse, but they had all types of different food and stuff there. Uh, the next day, the Saturday, we went to we went to the lake. We went to Lake Minnetonka, and we got to play there on the lake. Coach Fleck actually took us on his boat around the lake, and we looked at all the houses and stuff like that. And then we went to another um, another dinner later that night, and it was another steakhouse. They had the the steak where they bring it around to all the tables and stuff. Yeah, and then. Uh, what the next day was kind of breakfast, and then we went to the facility again. Stuff got to talk to Coach Fleck one on one, and after that, we kind of just went went on, went back home. Oh, uh, so when you're on your visit like that, how I guess important was it for you to build a relationship with a lot of the other like recruits there? Mm -hmm. And I guess how did that kind of go, and how close have you guys gotten since? Um, actually. When when I went on a visit, I want to say me and maybe a couple other guys were other guys that weren't committed at the time. So, yeah. um, also we had we had a host, which were current players that were on the team. So most of the time we were all together and we got to talk about um like where we're from, ask about why they committed to Minnesota stuff, things like that, and um just really got to connect with each other, build a relationship with each other. And then since I've committed, you know, we, we text on group chats on social media and things like that. So we're really starting to come together and we're looking forward to um going back up there next weekend. Oh uh, yeah. Do you, have, so you have another uh, visit next weekend? Oh uh, yes. They have a, they have a camp and then also a thing they're having with the players that has committed already. Okay. Uh, yeah, so then obviously on your visit to and in your recruitment, you probably uh, got to know um, the new quarterback coach and co-DC, Nick Monroe, uh, mm -hmm. which is, he's obviously new to the program. Um, I, how would you describe him as a coach and kind of how was your relationship with him in your recruitment? Uh, coach Monroe, he's a real cool guy. He, um, He'll he'll FaceTime me here. And when he was recruiting me, when they offered me, he'll FaceTime me like every day. We'll have some good conversations and stuff like that. And he just he uh, he got a lot of energy too. He real, real swaggy, low-key. Like yeah, he he keep it cool. He keep it at the age, stuff like that. Yeah, definitely. So when you're uh getting recruited, uh obviously the visit and the relationships you build with the coaches mean a lot, but 
For you, how much uh, did the Gophers' recent success on the field and producing uh, NFL-level uh, defensive backs with Terrell Smith, uh, mm-hmm. Antoine Wil- Winfield, and Justin Wally will be in the NFL soon enough. How much of an impact did that like success affect your recruitment? That definitely was one of the reasons why I did commit because seeing the success that the program has had in producing defensive backs, I'm looking at it as I get that opportunity as well as playing through yeah. that program in chance to go to the next level. So you mentioned that you had a couple hosts on your uh, visit. Who were they mm-hmm. specifically? What who, what players were they? Oh, uh, well, each player, each recruit had one host. My host was uh, his name is Aiden Gooseby. He's uh, one of the DBs that's already on the team. Yeah, definitely. So, uh, I guess comparing your uh, Gophers visit to other schools that were interested, what was the differences between them compared to your other schools in recruitment? Definitely the difference in the size of the school, the facilities. Like, um, I went on visits to to schools that were in smaller uh, conferences. So going to Minnesota, Big Ten Conference, everything's a lot bigger and things like that. So it, it was it was a whole lot smoother, smoother. Um, visit food, they try to. Treated us real good with all the food. All the facilities were nice. Everything was just a whole lot bigger and nicer. Yeah, the Minnesota campus is kind of a lot the first time. It's a, it's a big mm-hmm. campus and it's a big school. Um, so obviously being from Texas, uh, Minnesota has a little different climate. Uh, your visit was obviously when the Minnesota weather was good. Have you ever, I guess, seen uh snow before? Have you ever been to Minnesota before? What's that? Oh, uh, shock and a be like, I guess, your first winter in Minnesota. Actually, that visit was my first time ever going to Minnesota. So here in Texas, we 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 uh recently had snow, I want to say maybe about a year ago. But normally when it gets cold, it doesn't snow. It's more so just like ice on the roads and stuff. <laughs> so cold weather is it's gonna be probably it's hard for me to adapt to. It might take a minute because down down here in Texas, it's always hot. Known for yeah. its heat down Oh uh, yeah, that's one thing since uh Coach Fleck took over with Minnesota, he's uh increased the recruiting in the south a little bit. And I always mm-hmm. find it find it interesting because uh I mean I don't I don't wanna uh make you look forward to something bad, but I, I bet it'll mm-hmm. it'll hit you, it'll surprise you a little bit in the winter, but uh, it, it's certainly an interesting I, thing. Yeah. That's what I've heard. It's, it's it get real cold up there. That's what I heard. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So I guess that's uh, all I got. Or I guess one last question. I just thought of. Uh, how would you describe your game to someone who's never seen you play before? Or are there any guys at the next level that you like to watch and pick stuff from? Um, I like to watch um, Passer Tan. I also watch a couple of safeties. I watch Jalen Petrie. I watch uh Darwin James. I watch AJ Terrell. A couple a couple guys like them. And then I, I guess one other question I have for you. So uh the Gophers this season and last season, uh for recruiting in the cycle, they got a lot of Minnesota guys in both uh cycles. Like they recruited the state of Minnesota very well and coming from out of state. Is that something that you kind of like see that you're like, oh, if a lot of guys in Minnesota want to stay home, that might uh, make me feel like 
it's a desirable desirable place to be, or is that something you even look at at all? Um, no, I, I actually haven't haven't checked that out, but I do know that a couple of guys um that have been that are committed in my class are mainly from up north, but I haven't. Other than that, I haven't really looked too much into that. Yeah. Uh. Well. I think we'll just wrap it up there then. Um, I really appreciate you taking the time to do this, and mm. best of luck the rest of the way. No problem. All right, thank you. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.